Hello, Substackers. Welcome. It's Dave. Trying something a little different this week, utilizing the audio feature on Substack, which allows for a little rant. That's what I'm calling this, the rant. It's not a podcast. This is not pre-recorded. This is literally hit a button in the Substack app and talk, which is a little dicey, but it's an experiment for audio files. I don't know how often I'll do this, but we're in the second month of substacking, so it's time for trial and error, right? Uh, so let's get right into what I wanted to talk about today. I spent most of my day Friday listening to a court hearing in Texas. You probably know by now, if you're into politics, that we've had a bit of a fight over voting rights in this country ever since the 2020 election. Uh, Democrats are accusing Republicans of trying to jam through laws that make it tougher to vote in a variety of states. And remember, our elections are controlled by states and state legislatures. We don't have federal elections. Democrats tried to change that with a big, hulking, sweeping 700-page bill, election bill. Uh, that, that went nowhere because it was too big. That's pretty much Democrats' problem all year. The things they propose are too big, too unwieldy, and they fail. They get small things, which I can get into a little bit later, but the big things are tough. So anyway, states are changing laws. So when you see Republicans saying, no, they're always, you know, they're just tightening things up. They're making things easier. In some cases, okay. But when you, when you see Republicans say, no, they're not making it tougher to vote anywhere, take note of this case in Texas, which again had a court hearing today. The court hearing is for an injunction. So basically, they want a judge to stop a certain part of this law. The law is SB1 in technical terms, if you want to look it up, SB1 in Texas. And it has an anti-solicitation provision at the heart of it. Basically, it is a crime in Texas for election officials to encourage voters to vote by mail. Obviously, vote by mail was huge in 2020 because of corona. Trump, from the beginning, thought it was going to hurt him, said it was fraudulent, Election officials all across the country basically said no. Thank God for vote by mail. It went very well, as well as it could go during a pandemic, with some problems, of course, isolated problems, but nothing to the proportion that it would overturn a state, let alone the entire election. But anyway, vote, vote by mail is now a hot button issue. It's, it's polarized, mainly because of Trump and the Republican Party. This is something that states used for years, decades. Out west, they've done it. States like Colorado have done it for a long time. But now just voting by mail, the act of putting your ballot in a mailbox is controversial. So in Texas, they did tighten up who is eligible to vote by mail. you got to be 65 or over. Sick, disabled, out of the country for a certain reason, or in jail. That's how you vote by mail. Otherwise, you can't. 
So this Texas voting law basically says it is a crime for an election official to encourage voters to vote by mail. And this is where it gets dicey, to encourage voters to vote by mail. Let me read you the Texas law because I think it's really important. It's really technical. The law reads, solicitation of ballot by mail applications prohibited. The early voting clerk may make no attempt to solicit a person to complete an application for an early voting ballot by mail, whether directly or through a third party. So where this gets dicey is you have very, very localized election officials. And remember, most elections are run by counties and local jurisdictions like towns and cities. Even our federal elections are administered this way. It comes down to counties, counting ballots, determining who's eligible to vote. So this is why this is important. So in this court hearing in Texas, they had a woman testify named Kathy Morgan. She is a volunteer deputy registrar for Travis and Williamson counties in Texas. She's a volunteer. I think she's in her 60s or 70s. She's an old lady who wants to serve. She's doing this for free. And she testified in this hearing that she's worried that if she encourages people to vote by mail, she could go to jail because of this Texas law that says any official that encourages voters to vote by mail, you can be prosecuted for that. So one of the questions they dealt with was whether Kathy is even a public election official. How do you determine who an election official is? Do they have to be appointed by a board? Do they have to be the head of the county of elections? Do they have to, can they be a volunteer? You get a lot of volunteers that are very important in our electoral process. Those people that are the ballots that help you, give you a ballot, they answer any questions. Those are a lot of volunteers. Some of them are paid, some of them are volunteers. So Kathy was basically like, I'm not sure. I usually call this 88-year-old woman in my neighborhood to help her with her ballot. But I stopped because I didn't know if I encouraged her to vote by mail if, if, if I could get in trouble, basically. And the judge throughout this hearing was pretty skeptical of this law. He really went after the state the defendants of the law with the state attorney general, Ken Paxton, and the state of Texas, the plaintiffs in this lawsuit uh, were basically the local election officials in Texas saying, this is crazy. You're putting our, our people in jeopardy of violating law and going to jail and being prosecuted for saying, hey, maybe you want to vote by mail. Again, the law reads solicitation of ballot by mail applications prohibited. You can't encourage people to vote by mail. So just top line, this is just kind of a wild proposal, right? We're not even talking about when you can be when you should be able to vote by mail, how early you need to do it, when does the ballot have to arrive, all the issues that came up 
in 2020, right? There were questions about, you know, should the ballot have to arrive within a week of the election or not? Can you count late ballots? You know, what if it's not postmarked? Can, can you correct ballots? This is literally saying that public officials are not allowed to say, hey, you might want to vote early. So the judge in this case was trying to get to the core of how do we define the word solicit? And that was really contentious because does that mean can Kathy Morgan, the volunteer deputy registrar down there, can she just say, this is an option for you. You might want to vote by mail. Is that soliciting? You know, solicit means to urge. Or can she say no? This is preferable that you vote by mail. You probably want to take advantage of the, our vote by mail option. Is that prosecutable? They even got into, you know, whether public election officials could tweet on social media. You might want to vote by mail. You might want to vote early. Whether that could be, I mean, seriously, whether that could be a chargeable offense. So after they they had Kathy Morgan testify, um, who I think was a very sympathetic witness, Isabella Longoria, Harris County Elections Administrator, and Harris County is Houston, I believe. Um, let me look that up. Is it Houston? Harris County, Texas. why you can yes Harris County is the county includes all the city of Houston and a, no, and a number of neighboring communities see this is why it's great you can just pull it up on the internet we're winging this folks this is all just ad lib anyway Isabel Longoria she is basically the Houston elections administrator and when she testified she's been saying she gets thousands of calls monthly about ballots. Hey, can you send me an application? Can you send some to my church? I want to early vote. And she, she, even though she's the chief elections administrator, she takes a lot of these calls herself. But she's now telling people when they ask specifically about mail-in ballots, because of this law, she says, I don't want to get into a sticky situation. I can't really address that. Think about it. Because of this Texas law, you have an elections administrator saying, I can't talk about our vote by mail law because there's this provision in a very huge bill that they passed, the Texas legislature passed. There's many other parts to it, which you know you can argue about, but I'm, I'm talking about this one provision that, we're, that they zoned in on in this court case. She doesn't want to get into a sticky situation because if she talks about vote by mail, she could get in trouble. Longoria said she basically has three areas in her jurisdiction. Voter registration, she, she tries to help people get registered to vote. She answers questions about in-person voting, where polling places are going to be, what the hours are, what days you can go early. But she said, when it comes to vote by mail, I have to stop. I have stopped talking about the vote by mail law. Because 
the law prevents me from saying much more. Her actual quote, I wrote this down, I stop mid-sentence sometimes, Longoria said. The law prevents me from saying much more. The law prevents me from saying much more. So we want our, our, our election officials to inform us, to answer our questions about elections, when ballots can be in, how to vote, how to vote early. Make sure you have your registration up to date. Make sure your address is correct. Make sure you're going to the right polling place. All the technical details. We ask them to provide this, these public servants. She's basically saying, you put me in a pickle here. I can't really talk about mail-in voting, but I'll take any of your other questions. So the judge has to decide here whether this provision is constitutional because the constitutional question, the reason it's being challenged is uh, the plaintiffs say this is a violation of freedom of speech, that you're taking away our public officials' ability to speak freely about elections and election law, simply soliciting the opportunity to use the mail-in vote. This is not providing, you know, this is not providing um, unfactual information or wrong information or misleading people. I mean, that would be a prosecutable offense, I think, if you... You know, if you have election officials lying to people about the law, obviously that's wrong. This is not that. This is punishing election officials for simply offering the option. But that's where it gets into the question. There was a big back and forth between the judge and the state about this. You know, the judge, the judge asked the state, the state's attorneys defending this law, directly if Isabel, the Harris County Elections Administrator, if Isabel could be prosecuted for simply soliciting applications. And the state first said, I don't know. Because there's a debate about solicit. What does solicit mean? Can you mention it? Can you encourage it? Is it just urging it? Finally, the district attorney, or sorry, the state said the district attorney could have the option to prosecute Isabel or potentially Kathy, the volunteer deputy registrar who I mentioned first. So the state seemed very unclear in what cases this law could be enforced. That's kind of wild. Um, but I raised this case, and this is just one case. There are dozens and dozens of court cases that are being litigated as we speak, as Republican legislatures, mostly Republican legislatures, some Democrats, but mostly Republican legislators are changing their laws. Now, they will say they're tightening up the books after 2020 got out of control because of the pandemic. And we change the laws, we liberalize the laws everywhere to allow much easier voting access in 2020, and it got out of control, and that's a potential for fraud. Even though we didn't find a lot of fraud, it could be, so we got to tighten them up now. We're just, we're just kind of rearranging the books because 
We're coming out of the pandemic. We can't have all these liberal laws. Okay, fine. You tighten up the books. I get it. Every state has their own you know, way to litigate elections, run their elections. That's how our system works. I get it. Texas may want to have X amount of weeks of early voting. New York says, no, this is what it's going to be. And in some cases, look, the Republicans have pointed out, truthfully, that some of the, the bluer states, liberal states, have, have tighter voting laws than, than Republican-led states. And that's a different debate. That's a, that's a legitimate debate. This is just such a wild case. This is why I'm spending, what am I, on the 15th minute of this rant? I guess this is why I'm calling this the rant. It's so much easier to rant, though, really, riff, than, than, than write. Writing is the hardest thing you could do. This is why people go into TV and podcasting. It's a lot easier to do this than to, to write a piece. <laughs> Maybe we'll do this every week. No, um, I, wanted, I wanted to try it. But point being, I, I focused, I wanted to listen to this Texas case, dive into the details, because Texas is basically the first state to kick off the 2022 elections. And this substack, too close to call, davidcatneys.substack.com, davidcatneys.substack.com. If you're not a subscriber, this is why you'll subscribe, right? You're learning so much. No, but Texas, the reason, the reason I'm starting with this Texas case is because Texas kicks off the 2022 election season on Monday, next week, this week. Maybe you're listening to it this week, Monday, Valentine's Day. Early voting begins in Texas for their March 1st primary. So we are going to be in season. Texas is one of the earliest states, is the earliest state to hold a primary. And then we get into primary season, which moves into April, May, June. Um, July is sort of the, it, it kind of trickles off. And then August, we pick up with more primaries. And uh, if you read my first Substack post, primaries are, are the most fun to cover. You know, and we'll, I can get into that separately. But um, Texas is kicking things off, and they're literally litigating right now whether local election officials can urge people to early vote when early voting begins next week. So this is not hypothetical. This is real. And local election officials are now having to try to figure out what can they even say and this law, or this provision of this law, the anti-solicitation provision in SB1, seems to be an extreme example, but I don't know. Maybe there are more that you could prosecute a 70-year-old woman for simply telling people or encouraging people. It's unclear. It depends how you define solicit that they should early vote. And you get into the why, why would the state want to do this? Now you get into motivations, that gets tricky, but ask yourself why would Republicans want to restrict election officials from urging people to, to early vote? Remember, they can still say vote. That's fine. This just covers early voting, which, you know, is the easiest way to vote, most people. Most most people believe um, early voting. 
by mail. You don't have to go anywhere. You put it in the mail. It's done. Why make that a crime? Simply urging people to take that opportunity. I think, you know, ask, ask your elected official whether they're for that. You know, it, to me, it's a, it's a pretty basic question. Are you for putting people in jail, election officials, some of them who are volunteers, should they be in jail? All right, we're at 20 minutes. I think this is too long. I was going to do like 10 or 12 minutes. I don't know. Or I might worth a 20-minute marker. It's probably too long now. But this was a trial. Um, I think I'm going to dive more into the Texas primaries next week. I'm, I want to do a little more reporting on some of the primaries that you should be looking out on. But if you want to learn more about SB1, I'll throw a link in this post um, but you can also, you know, obviously Google SB1, the Texas voting law, and you can learn more about it. All right, that was our trial rant. I hope you loved it and learned something. Now you can subscribe and share. DavidCatneys.substack.com, DavidCatneys.substack.com. Send me your feedback. Subscribe, subscribe again. <laughs> See you next week.